Remember me? Please show your hands if you do remember me. Good. Boy, is it so nice to see the beautiful faces of all of you. Many of you know I was away for three weeks overseas, but it's such a joy to be coming back to my family, my beloved Brookfield family here at Holy Resurrection. It was difficult being away, and this is not to sound kind of emotionalistic, but you do tie yourself to your community and to your people, and it's not easy to be away from them. I felt, truthfully, as a fish out of water. Every other church I went to was not my church, so to speak. So I do thank you, and it's so wonderful to see all of you. And as you know, next week we will have a huge celebration here in honor of our beloved mother, Panagia. And we invite those who are here and those who are watching, of course, to join us. I'll say a little bit more at the end of church. Today is the seventh Sunday of Matthew. The church always kind of designates Sundays in an interesting way, sixth Sunday, seventh Sunday, as though that should mean something to all of us. What difference is the seventh from the eighth? Basically, they're counting from Pentecost. So they'll call, they'll, there's a count and sequence that's followed in the church. And today we see our Lord. It's kind of interesting if you could really visualize, like play a movie of what I'm going to say. The Lord is walking along. And obviously there were people following him because everyone was talking about this Jesus man. And he kind of skirts into a house. And following this, you know, Christ into the house are two blind men. Now, obviously, if you're blind, it's a very great challenge to be able to walk, but we have to assume that there may have been some people helping these two blind people. And they walk into the house, and they say, son of David, meaning Christ, <clears throat> um, have mercy on us, son of David. Have mercy on us, son of David. Again, we've talked about this in past Sundays. Here we have two blind people referring to Christ as the son of David, which for a first century Jewish ear meant a whole lot. Unlike today in the 21st century, son of David, son of man, son of God, what does it really matter? But because we know that Matthew was particularly focused on giving this kind of presence to Christ as the great teacher, as the rabbi, as the teaching Jesus. It's in the Gospel of Matthew we have the Sermon on the Mount, Christ teaching and setting down the law of God. And so the reference to him as the son of David is not by chance, but connects him back to this great history of Israel, where he was born, of course and tied back. But then Christ responds with something that seems to us almost borderline questionable. Two blind men come up. They ask him, Son of God, have mercy on us. And Christ says to them what? Do you believe I can do this? 
It's a question, my beloved faithful, my beloved brothers and sisters, that all of us are asked. Christ looks at us and asks, do you believe I can do this? And they both said, yes, Lord. We believe that you can open our eyes. Yes, Lord. And what does Christ say? Be it done to you according to your faith. And immediately their eyes were open. And Christ tells them, don't tell anyone of what happened. You see, this, all these little snippets in the movie of today's gospel are important. Christ didn't, in the open, he didn't know that the blind people were coming to be healed. He knew it. But he goes into a house. Our Lord is the epitome of humility. He never did anything to show off his power. He goes into the house. He doesn't force his healing on anyone. He didn't heal them. They asked. And they were healed. Christ won't save anyone who doesn't want to be saved. And Christ won't heal anyone who doesn't want to be healed. He respects to the nth degree each and every one of our freedom to choose him or to choose not him and to turn our back on him. And so the question has meaning. Do you believe I can do this? Yes, Lord. They're healed. He tells them, don't say anything to anyone, please. And of course, the two blind men, it says in the gospel, go out and tell everyone about this man, Jesus, who just healed their blindness. And no sooner did they leave that a man who was dumb and demon-possessed walks up. He can't talk, and Jesus casts out the demon, and the man is healed and goes away. My beloved friends, we hear so much these days. Our lives are faced with so much these days. Many people within our community, right under our noses, are suffering from life-threatening diseases from cancers, from COVIDs. We are facing oftentimes in our lives incredible impasses, a terrible divorce, a terrible loss. While I was away, I heard of, which many of you I'm sure have heard of, the loss of these two young men who were killed in a really senseless accident. While I was away, we heard of other tragedies. So our lives are constantly faced with things, and especially those that are kind of physical illnesses. We're asked the question, do you really believe, all of us, do we really believe that our Lord has the power to do what he says? Our Lord said a few things while he was alive. All power in heaven and earth has been given to me, he says in one of the Gospels. He said, don't you know when they came to arrest him that my father could send 12 legions of angels to wipe everyone out here? 
He's got the power. Do you recall from Lazarus Sunday, Saturday Lazarus, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, though they die, shall live. And he says to the sisters, do you believe this? We heard in the prayers of the liturgy and in the Gospels, who created everything out of nothing. Do you believe this? Who healed the sick and raised the dead. Do you believe this? Or am I some kind of, forgive me the phrase, clown that sits up here every Sunday talking about God as some figurehead somewhere in the stratosphere? Maybe we see him, maybe we don't. When Job in the Old Testament was suffering, you know, that's the famous story. I don't know, I don't want to assume. There's this Old Testament figure named Job who just gets annihilated in his life, loses his wife, loses his kids, loses everything that he owned, his, his livelihood, his wealth, everything taken from him. And it says he was in agony. He had developed sores all over his body, and he's sitting there half dead. And his friends come, and they sit seven days next to Job without saying a word, just there in his time of pain. And then at some point, he utters a comment, one of his friends. And Job at some point says, oh boy, what is all this? And God says to him, where were you when I created the universe out of nothing? Do you believe this, my beloved friends? Do we actually believe in Christ as the king, as the healer, as the one that can change the course of the most unbelievable situation we find ourselves in? Do we really believe that God can eradicate this COVID virus? Do we really believe in Evia, where we were in Athens just two days ago, the island of Evia, being burned. And they took the relics of the saints, and they took the icons, and they did a procession around the monastery. And in the brink of the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, there was a huge downpour that turned all the fires out, blew them out. Are we impressed by that? Is that an act of nature? Because we can all identify one way or another with the Pharisees in the gospel today. When they saw the demon cast out, the Pharisees said, he casts out demons because he's aligned with the leader of the demons, Christ. The demons recognize Jesus for who he is. Remember the story of the swine? Lord, let us go into the swine so we can die. And the Pharisees refused to see the power of Christ. And so as we face this gospel reading today, we have to leave this church. Do I believe or do I not believe? Do I believe that when I take communion, I am taking into me the same God who said all the things I recounted? I am the resurrection life. I created everything out of nothing. I have the power to heal you. I have the power to resurrect you. I have the power to give you eternal life. 
I want us to develop this faith. And we kind of refer referenced it in the kids' sermon. We develop habits, my beloved friends. And the habits we de develop determine the life that we will live. I invite us to be people of faith. I invite us in the next five days, Monday through Friday, to come to the service of Paraklesis, to pray to Panagia. God knows we have all the need today more than ever. God knows that we have need of the power that he can give us. Just ask the 12 fishermen. They changed the whole world. They were nobodies. But through the power of God, they became world leaders who changed the course of history. And this is what happens, my friends, with God's power. Even when we flop, he raises us. Even when we fail, he's able to lift us. But he's not going to do it unless we ask. He's not going to force himself upon us. And no matter how many times we flop, we can go back and he can pick us up every time. And so please, I beg of you, remain strong in your faith. And if your faith is weak, somebody recently asked me, Father, how do I strengthen my faith? The only way to strengthen your faith is to be around faithful people. The more you're around people of faith, the more it rubs off on you. The more you read about Christ, the more you're filled with faith. You never said to yourselves, I ate one meal and I lived my whole life. You keep eating. You keep eating every day, three times a day. Well, guess what? The same thing is with our own selves. We keep eating from Christ's table. We read the Bible. We do our prayers. We develop good habits, we ask forgiveness, and we keep moving. And this is the way we win. And we're all together. If one member of our community is suffering, we are all suffering. Because we're all one in Christ. So this next five days, as I had mentioned in an email, in Greece I was doing the prayers for all of you. But now we will do them here this whole week at 6 o'clock. And I ask as many as you can to send in names. Don't worry, it won't tire me. This is my joy to be praying for all of you and also to come and pray with me. Because Christ said, where two or more gathered, I am with them. It's more strength in the collective prayer than me just sitting up here by myself. May God bless you and may we always answer to Christ Yes, Lord, I believe you can do this. Amen. I